ladies and gentlemen, Zachary Lehman. Zach, thank you so much for joining us today. What's up? Not much, dude. Just living the uh living the dream. Um dude, what's going on with uh with Donnie T? Is he going to jail? What's happening? Who? Donnie T, Donald Trump. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is Donald Trump going to jail? No, he's definitely not going to jail. Are they going to? No, he's not going to jail. I mean, I, he could be guilty. Of, he could be found guilty of all 90, whatever charges. He's not going to jail. What about the, the fucking deal with the Colorado Supreme court? And I guess Maine as well. He's off the, the ballots in those States. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I mean, both of those states, it's just, it's all, it's all part of the same bullshit cycle because <laughs> like both of those decisions, they put in the decisions that they don't, they basically delayed them going into effect because they're expecting that the Supreme Court is going to weigh in on it. I mean, the Supreme Court's going to overturn it. Trump's won in other states where they've made similar arguments because it all comes down to a fucking and i hate that i know all of this by the way it comes down to a 14th amendment clause about people who participated in insurrection but the argument is he hasn't been convicted of an insurrection and he's also not charged with it blah 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 whatever whatever you think about trump whatever you think about Maine and colorado i don't give a fuck whatever you think i agree it's going to be interesting. Um, I was talking to you recently, and you had mentioned that you don't think Biden is going to be the nominee for the Democrats. I mean, but that's not me. I mean, look, I, I'm no fucking political uh, pundit, but and, and that's not even me going, oh, I don't like Biden, or I like Biden, or I don't like Trump, or I like Trump. That's just me going, I mean, listen, he's 80 years old, and whether you like him or you don't like him, I mean, the man is not at his best. He's not at his peak. I don't think there's a single American you can talk to, even if they love Biden and think he's the best. I don't think there's any American who thinks that he can make it through a debate with Trump. That's just, those are cold hard facts. Those are not like Biden's better, Trump's better. There's no way he makes it through a debate with Trump. It, it just can't happen. Well, I feel like Biden is the one person who has a crypt, like is Trump's kryptonite in a lot of ways because he doesn't know what's up. He doesn't know what's going on. So Trump's insults and all of that go right over his head and he just kept going in the debates before. Yeah, but even if you compare Biden to uh, those debates, it's, it's a different Biden. Even just that short span of time, it's a different Biden. It's so been, I don't know. it's been sad to watch, honestly. I mean, I mean, Biden's always kind of done that. I mean, even back in the day, like he was always that guy. He was like the goofy, like Irish guy from Delaware who says malarkey, and like he, he's always been like the goofy guy. Like he plays into it, but now it's just like I don't know. It, 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 certain people pretend there's still a charm there, but it's like I I don't know, man. This guy is just not. And I see some of it with Trump too. To be fair, like I see him, he is definitely like. He is not the same Trump in 2020. He's not the same Trump from 2016. But with Biden, I definitely see it where it's just like it's undeniable that like this guy is uh, he's not all there. I don't know how he gets through a debate. And then uh, this is going to be I mean, third parties are never allowed on a debate stage. This will be the year that they will do any sort of devious shit to keep third parties off that debate stage, because once you allow 
any candidate up there and they're next to Biden and Trump, two 80-year-old dudes, it doesn't matter who you put up there. You could put uh, you could put Rob Schneider up there. He's got a fucking chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, well... I like uh, Schneider, so I, Actually, if he was up there, I, he would have a chance of winning. Yeah, well, RFK Jr., I, I sent you that, that video of him working out and being super jacked <laughs> and ripped to enter Sandman. Uh, any know, any thoughts on RFK Jr.? Uh, my thoughts are this. I'm so apathetic to politics in general. I don't base my voting decisions on policy anymore because when it comes down to you know a two-party system, it doesn't really matter. I base my decisions on uh, much more shallow things and Listen, if it's between, you know, a bunch of candidates and, and, and one of them's got a video where they're fucking lifting weights to enter Sandman and nobody else has that video, you know what? I'm going to take that guy. And, and, and I'll say this, too. You know, this may not say anything directly towards policy, but listen, when it comes to the commander in chief, the leader of the free world, if I'm looking at it a, a debate stage, if I'm looking at a stage of people I'll take the motherfucker who can get down and bust out some push-ups. Especially a guy who's almost 70. He's almost 70. You seen the He's way a he beefcake, dude. Oh my god. I I I I want to hide in my closet when he busts his shirt off. And he's one of those guys like he should bust his shirt off, you know what I mean? He should do the debates against Biden and Trump shirtless. <clears throat> That's what I would recommend. Absolutely because that's the thing. Trump is so Trump will always take the immature route and it works for him. But what happens if you have a guy who busts his shirt off and then he's got like a fucking I mean, what, what's he going to say? What's he going to say? RFK shouldn't even debate them. He, just, he should just go on stage and immediately say push up contest right now. First one to 100 can be president. He could win. It doesn't matter how ridiculous it sounds. A man challenged two other men to a push-up contest. You know what I mean? Yeah, they would they would fold. I mean, Biden can't even get down on the ground, firstly. Trump, he might be able to muscle out two or three. <clears throat> yeah, he's got that he's got that fish fillet strength, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. <laughs> God only knows what's in that shit. I'm sure there's some fucking <laughs> I'm sure there's some steroids pumped into those. Well, my dad, he always says, uh, they're loaded with preservatives so you last longer <laughs> yeah i mean hey i'm not knocking it man i'm not knocking it at all well epstein's list just came out and there was a couple redacted names on there and people were saying that they think one of the names was hunter biden um i mean maybe i don't know i mean the thing with hunter biden though I guess the thing I would say is like a lot of those people that Epstein brought to his little Chomo Island or whatever, you know, the reason they could be seduced by a pedophile like uh, Epstein, who, by the way, was a convicted pedophile back in like 03 or 04, is because they're like nerds who don't get laid. Like, I'll say one thing for Hunter Biden. When Hunter Biden was partying and doing weird shit, he was at like the same hotels that like Chris Farley was partying at, you know? Oh, shit. Yeah. So I don't really know with Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, it's tough to tell. You know, he's uh, his family's definitely up to some, you know, questionable stuff, allegedly, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know with him. I, I'm, I'm always kind of on the side of Hunter Biden. 
He's a man. I'm not even a pro Biden guy. I'm just I Hunter Biden. I listen. I I respect the struggle, man. I respect the struggle absolutely. Well, he's and that's he's, a man who's uh who struggled. I, I think his circumstances are very very odd, especially in the context of the Bidens. You know. Yeah. Well, he's going um getting charged by, you know, Republicans oh, with taxes? with, with yeah. the taxes. And I mean, yeah, if, you, if he, you want me to be on someone's side, charge them with taxes. Tax Hunter fraud. Biden, twenty twenty four. That's how they got Al Capone. That's how they're trying to take me down. That's how they're trying to take Hunter down. Hey, listen, man. It is the one crime in America you will never get away with, and it's it it's a it, it's a proven thing in history. You can even murder somebody, and it is it is nowhere near a hundred percent guarantee you're going to jail. I mean, the most famous case of that, O.J. Simpson, but you can find plenty of other cases. Taxes. No, you're going to jail. Well, OJ, he had some tax troubles at one point, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he he ended up in jail, but that was for stealing for stealing sports memorabilia cuz he said he was getting ripped off. Well, apparently it belonged to him. I don't know. I got Allegedly. Do, I do like a I do like a OJ deep dive every couple of years. There's a fucking, it's a few years old, but there's a like a seven hour documentary they made on his career and the murders and stuff. And it's just, it, it blows you away. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. plays him, right? Well, that's in the scripted show. The oh, okay. American um, uh, cr- uh, Crime Story, I think it's called. But that was good too. Yeah, I watched that. That was good. But the documentary is, it's so much uh, more worth it. Who to, put to that, watch that, the documentary out? God, I want to say it was like ESPN or someone. Okay. Yeah, I'll, de- I'll definitely check that out. History. Somebody put it out. But it's like a seven-hour documentary. It's fucking incredible. I mean, he's – I mean, what other celebrity was ever like that? I mean, we forget today, but he was uh, – I mean, he was Tom Cruise-level famous. Like, that's that's how I would view it today. It would be like if we woke up tomorrow – and maybe Tom Cruise wouldn't even be that weird. I guess today's it's tough, but it would Let's be Let's say like, Tom Brady. Uh, another another yeah. uh famous good looking white guy who has it yeah, all yeah you wake up and you find out like tom brady's this crazy motherfucker who like beat two people to death you know what i mean it's just uh because he he was huge i mean he was a he was a fucking fantastic football player he was fucking he had a career after football he was an actor he was the hurts guy he's got a wild fucking story man yeah and then now he he posts Bro, he's a he's a master level troll. Hello, Twitter world. Exactly. That's how he starts every video. <laughs> and I love Hello, that he gives Twitter his opinions world. on um anytime it's like a criminal or a court case, he says yeah. we ha- we have to let the courts decide. They're they're the yeah. ones who decide it in this process, which also feels <laughs> like a little bit of an extra troll coming from him. Oh, he he he's a troll on another level. No one will ever be able I mean, no one will ever even be capable of trolling the way he does. You know what I mean? Because he's a man who allegedly committed murder and is, you know, whether he committed, whether he committed the murder or not, he's a man who beat a murder charge. Like you cannot beat him trolling ever. Just him saying, hello, Twitter world. That right there is just like, I mean, he's rubbing it in everyone's face. Yeah. Yeah. OJ is another level. Not only did he beat a murder charge, but then when the whole memorabilia thing happened, remember they gave him that sort of uh, symbolic prison sentence 
that was supposed to kind of represent like you know obviously we're doing this for uh, uh for nicole and, and and whatever but uh but yeah i mean he he even survived that he's still living his best life after that nine oh, yeah. years or whatever he did in prison you know he and he even made parole he didn't even do the full uh, the full sentence because I remember I had to I had to cover it when he was he was up for parole and you you could tell when he was up uh, before the parole board they really just wanted to get him out of Nevada they asked him like ten times you don't plan on staying in Nevada right <laughs> like, they just didn't want him in the state a menace to society can you imagine being that disliked like you're you're in prison and they still don't want you in the state. Yeah, that is that is other level. Yeah, the, the, how does o, the OJ saga end, dude? Does he die peacefully at like ninety two? Oh yeah, he's gonna live a long. He's gonna have a Clint Eastwood type run, you know, right into his nineties. OJ Simpson, not a pedophile, dude. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can guarantee uh, I, he was well, not on Epstein's list. Yeah, he wasn't on Epstein's list, but listen, I, I can't speak for uh, OJ. I don't know. I don't think he was a pedophile. He was, a, he, he was an NFL player on top of the world. I don't. I don't know what he was up to. I'll, I'll defend. I'll defend OJ to no end, dude. Uh, I would like you to be quoted on that. I'd like that to be on bumper stickers, hey, t-shirts. It's it's going out to the I, world. I want you to get that tattoo, and yeah, I'll get yeah. it tattooed on my face. I'll defend OJ on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm confident he 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 was not fucking kids on Epstein's. Well, I mean, I'm I'm island. glad he yeah, I'm glad he passes that very 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 low bar. So we've established he's he's a human being. <laughs> he he might have had like a third rate Jeffrey Epstein though. He might he might have had someone. Yeah, who knows, man? I mean, OJ. Who knows, man? OJ just had what a no what this is the thing no one you know whatever civilization is now will die out and something else will come along and that'll die out it doesn't matter how many times it happens there will only ever be one oj so when he told us that back then before he murdered his fucking wife he was right you know what i mean when he said there's only one oj like who can ever replicate that life be careful what you wish for might come true. Hi, Black OJ. Yeah. Yes, you are. You yeah. are one of a kind. One of a kind, dude. Congrats, brother. Dude, is uh 2024 the year of Kanye West's comeback? Uh well, listen, I I, I don't know. Listen, all I want to say is I, I completely condemn everything that he has said about the uh, the Jewish community. Just get that right out there. But. I mean, that being said, that Backstreet Boys remix was pretty badass, right? Yeah, it was good. It's good. It was like, oh, my God. It was, it was, um, and I, listen, I, I don't want to compare ye to Michael Jackson, but it was Michael Jackson level good where like I kind of like I don't know for sure but I kind of am pretty sure that Michael Jackson was diddling kids and I still like I you know there's a little bit of me that feels bad about it but I still rock out to Michael Jackson yeah Michael Jackson he it's is good music, it's good music period. he's the most ta talented pedophile to, to ever live I mean I, I listen I mean no offense by this he could have diddled 
my PB when I was a kid, and I'd still rock out to his music. It's just good music, period. Yeah, yeah. There's the, the, that thriller, that off the wall through the thriller period. I mean, then there's bad. Like all of it, all of it's pretty fucking good. Yeah, he had fucking Martin Scorsese directing uh, music videos, man. Oh shit, he did. That was a beat it video, right? Yeah. What was it? Um, God, I can't even remember the song now. It was like a sci-fi thing, though. It was like 40 minutes long or something like that. Something weird. But yeah. how we, had we started talking about Michael Jackson? We were talking about OJ because we were talking about Epstein. Which, yeah. dude, when that Epstein list came out, we were talking about it, dude. It didn't surprise me. There was, there was nothing new. Yeah, that wasn't, it was what I expected. It wasn't anything. All of that was, um, it was information that had been out before, most of it. Because it was like, um, it was depositions from from past like civil cases and shit. So I don't know why they kept calling it the Epstein list, because nothing really came out. I mean, look, if there is an Epstein list, which there absolutely is, it's not actually going to come out ever. Not if I have anything to do about it. (laughs) We're never going to know the extent of that. I like him real young. <laughs> Bill likes him real young. I mean, but like Bill Clinton's like, he'd be the most unsurprising name. Like whatever they said about him, it wouldn't even matter how devious it was. Uh, you'd just be like, yeah, I believe it. You know what I mean? If there's grass on the field, play ball. You know, if, if it was some crazy story, like Bill was like, you know, having sex with pigs and just doing weird. You'd be like, yeah, of course. I mean, Bill gets crazy, man. Bill plays the saxophone and he does shit with cigars. I mean, Bill's a, he's a, he's a wild guy. I'm a pretty wild guy. I'm not wild enough for him. Like, I, I don't think I could, I don't think I could last the night with Bill Clinton. No, I'll dude. I, I could. Maybe, I definitely couldn't, man. If you can't, I definitely can't. I de- I, I'm telling you a hundred percent. No, like I've met people like, not at Bill Clinton level, but that level of like just deviousness and degeneracy and the lack of accountability to go along with that. Yeah, I could maybe do a night with like W. He'd drink me under the table, but I could do a night with W. Yeah, he's just gonna want to drink Budweisers. Yeah, he's not gonna be like playing the saxophone and telling me what he does with cigars and trying to get young chicks it's just gonna be a you know just drinking beer hanging out texas baseball you know how it is yeah i think the thing to keep in mind with all this epstein bullshit is we're never gonna get no the truth will never come i mean look the official story is he still committed suicide do you know how stupid it feels to write that he committed suicide because it it's one of those things it's like the whole uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. I mean, the reason that became so big is because the average person who knows the name Epstein does not believe he killed himself. Tucker did an interview with his brother. Did you did you see that? I didn't watch it, but I saw that he did it. Yeah, and he was basically he, he he was arguing that it wasn't suicide. Right? Yeah, he was just saying he wanted answers. Tucker's uh, or uh, Epstein's brother refused to go on video. Because he said he fears for his life, but yeah, he just said the, the I last. I mean, if my if my brother was the uh, you know child sex ring kingpin, I'd be scared for my life too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like whenever um, it, this makes me think of the uh, the fucking Las Vegas shooting because the, the, that guy's brother got popped for child porn, and it's like, yes, he could he could have been 
uh, a pedo, but uh, the conspiracy theorist in me is like, well, that's a, a great way to silence someone and make sure you never have to deal with them again and just be like, yeah, they're into uh, to devious child sex shit. But the thing with Epstein is, <clears throat> at this point, you don't you don't even need to go that deep. Like, no. it's not a conspiracy theory. There was a plane called the Lita Express. There was an island that we refer to as Epstein Island for very good reason. There was very devious shit happening there. There were very famous people hanging out and flying with Epstein to that island. Stephen so Hawking, with, dude. What's that? Stephen Hawking. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying everybody who went there or everybody who flew with him did, like, that sort of horrible shit but to say it like wasn't going on i mean obviously it was because it, it's not a conspiracy theory you have to dive that deep into like the las vegas thing i mean i don't know i hear a, a bajillion conspiracy theories and the reason there's so many conspiracy theories are, around that is because there doesn't ever to have seen it doesn't seem like there was ever an investigation that satisfied the public with it you know what i mean because we really don't know anything about it but the epstein thing is different because there's so much like you're not seeing 100% of the picture. You're not even seeing 90% of the picture, but you're seeing like 60% of the picture. And what you're seeing is so disgusting. Like it's not that far out of reach that that other 40% would be slightly more disgusting. You know what I mean? I, I think if we even could know a fraction of what we were, what they were up to, it would break uh, our plans. Yeah, it, it 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 would tear the American public apart at the at the seams. I don't think. Yeah. I think if 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 it would be a bigger deal for for everything to fully see the light of day as far as as what was going on with Epstein than the alien thing, because the alien thing well, is the like alien thing is still distant. Yeah, it's it. yeah. This is like right on Earth. These are elected officials and people that are worshipped in modern society and there's all this shit too with epstein that he was cia that he was Mossad, whatever it was um we'll never well, know i mean, I, mean I, I i don't know about any of that i mean what what i'll say is this i mean look there's another reason that something like epstein just sort of passes by there's not a lot of motivation to deep dive into the epstein shit because as much as you or me or other people in the public uh, may go, we want to know the truth, there is not enough of an appetite to justify people actually doing the deep dive that's needed on those. Well, uh, there's no uh, upside for the government to go into it. Well, for the government, but also the, the, the other side of that is the public. People don't want to read that shit. Yeah, You know what I mean? People go like, uh, you know, hey, why doesn't the violence in Chicago get uh, more coverage? Because people don't read it. Because yeah. it's hopeless. Because there's nothing about it that's sellable as a story. It's just hopelessness. And the Epstein shit is the deeper you go on it. And it, it, I mean, shit, even just fucking, even just sexual pedophiles, just watch To Catch a Predator, you know what I mean? The deeper you go, the more disgusting you feel. So, on top of everything else, on top of whatever conspiracy theories or whatever, conspiracies may be there or may not be there, on top of that there's also, like, just not a public appetite for that shit, because people by nature just don't want to know. My fantasy... A lot of people do, but a lot of people don't want to know. 
is that Chris Hansen was the one who killed Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, he okay. he just knocked on the door. It opened yeah. up. He knocked twice, and it just they popped it open for him. And Jeffrey great? Jeffrey it's Epstein stood up, and he's like, "Why don't yeah. you have a seat right there?" If that's how he got busted the first time, like to catch a predator caught a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's just so dark, man. Because my whole thing is with it's the terrible. Epstein shit. They they always talk about the sixteen year old girls, the fifteen year old girls, and all that is fucked up and it's gross. But it seems like they're just feeding us what people can handle. Because once you start getting to, to, oh, he got an 11-year-old boy and an 8-year-old girl. And, like, I'm not I'm, saying I'm, that was happening. I'm certain. By the way, I'm almost certain that's what he was convicted of in Florida. Yeah. I think the girl was 13. Yeah. So, it's like, I, I think it's it's way worse than we, we ever could possibly fucking imagine. Well, of course. And also, I mean, you know, then then we're getting into, you know, different shit where it's like, you know, then it becomes how do you how do you print this shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, that potentially like 13 year old girls, 12 year old girls. It comes into like, you know, these very detailed accusations. You know what I mean? Yeah, that these all of these high powered people in society were taking part in. Yeah. And of course, I mean, we know a lot of them were, you know what I mean? It's just so dark, dude. I uh, I can't even begin to wrap my mind around it. You and when all of this first started coming out, you remember I was super into it. Like every day, I was like looking for yeah. updates. Yeah, I was into it, man. I I really was. And um, at a certain point, it was probably three or four months out from the election. I just realized, like, oh, all this is bullshit. I was with you. We had just got done watching. Negan Basham skulls in and I took the I took was the Negan, wake up yeah it was it was like I'm like just seeing the, the the darkest aspect of humanity and the fact that Negan was like basically you people are animals and you need a leader otherwise if you don't have one you just run hog wild and get everyone killed um it's like seeing a character like that really fucking opened my eyes because I'm like this is what the apocalypse would actually be well, there's, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I've reached a point, especially with politics, where uh, I'm almost to the point where, like, if you have an opinion in general, I'm against you. Like, I, 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 I'm done with the whole, like, liberals are dumb, conservatives are dumb. Like, you're all dumb. Like, you know, if you're the guy going, like, Trump's going to solve my problems, Biden's going to solve my problems, I belong to this group, I belong to this group you guys think you swallowed the red pill. It's like swallow the fucking, you know, uh, Negan says it in that episode, swallow the fucking black pill, motherfucker. You know what I mean? And the, the black pill, pill is like as bullshit as you think it is. It's even more bullshit. And these things you're clinging on to these issues, these groups where you feel like, Oh my God, I'm on Reddit. These people agree with me. Oh my God. I'm calling myself this term. These people agree with me. That's also bullshit. So I, I, but I don't know. How do you get people to that place? I, I don't know. Cause also there's no answer at that place. Like I, it's not like I'm like, Oh, I'm above everybody. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, I'm just kind of done with everything and, um, there's no real hope to anything and, you know, just enjoy the ride down. Like, and everybody stop talking so much. God damn. Shut up. 
on a positive note, the Furiosa movie looks bad fucking ass. Oh, I can't wait, man. I can't fucking wait. Did you like uh, Chris Hemsworth with his uh, his big old fake nose? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks really good. I'm curious to see what they, they do with it. Um, I think it'll be good. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for another Tom Hardy Mad Max movie. I was watching. Go ahead. I was going to say, George Miller said uh, Fury Road took so long to make that he had two other scripts written. One was Furiosa, and the other is a um, uh, uh, a Mad Max sequel. I think it's called The Wasteland or something like that. Nice. So, yeah, I'm excited. I saw some people complaining. They were like, oh, there's more CGI in it. And I, I watched the trailer again, and I'm like, yeah, I guess there is, but... Fury Road is such a high bar. Like, even if you just give me 80% of Fury Road, that's still so much more than every action movie well, gives me. Well, I mean, the, the, even in Fury Road, there was all the, the CGI for, like, the dust storms and shit. And it still yeah, there, looked good. There was. But, I mean, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't go as hard on this production as he did on Fury Road. Because, I mean, Fury Road was such a... A, a massive undertaking. I mean, there, there's an entire book. I, I have it somewhere. I still haven't read it, but it's literally just on the production of that movie and how fucking crazy it was because he was doing everything practical. So it wouldn't surprise me if he scaled it back just a tiny bit. To make his life easier? Well, George Miller, you know, we all forget, he's an 80-year-old man. Yeah. You know, when when Fury Road came out, he was like late 70s. You know what I mean? It was like the fact that he even got that movie done, you're like, Jesus Christ. But it's not like you look at George Miller and you're like, God, he's the he's RFK. You know what I mean? You're like, this guy out in the desert for months upon months, and he makes that movie. That's just incredible, man. But yeah, Furios, I mean, I want to see that above anything else. I mean, there's really not much coming up that I want to see desperately, but that one I want to see in IMAX, man. Yeah, oh yeah, that's definitely an IMAX movie. Uh, there's Deadpool 3. Yeah. With with I mean, uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. That that should be cool. But there's not a lot of great movies or big movies that I, I don't think are supposed to be coming out next year. I think it's kind of the effect from the writer and well, th- actor strike. Year. Yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah, this year now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like uh, <clears throat> Marvel and DC don't have any movies. Um, well, DC has Joker 2, and then Marvel has the, the, the Sony stuff, and then Deadpool 3. But, yeah, there's less stuff. Uh, Clint Eastwood, maybe his last movie's coming out this year, Juror number 2. What is that about? It's with um, Nicholas Holt and a few other big people. Um, I believe it's about, if I remember right, he plays a guy who I think kills a guy in a drunk driving accident or something, and he ends up on the jury of the guy being accused of the crime, something crazy like that. Damn, how old is Clint Eastwood? He's 91, 92? It's 2024, so he'll turn 94 this May. Damn, holy fuck, dude. That's incredible, bro. Still directing movies, yeah. Still Crazy. slugging it out. Yeah, but he's also like, I honestly wonder if, if like, are people going to live like that again? Because he is from that rare generation. He's from that, uh, like, 
almost that World War II generation. He's the Korean War generation. Yeah, the silent generation. And it's like, you know, those motherfuckers live up. I mean, those motherfuckers, some of them, you know, uh, you meet and they're like, I eat bacon every day and smoke cigarettes every day. They fucking just live forever. And who knows how, you know, who knows how we're going to be, our parents are going to be. I, I don't know. But there, there were a couple generations there that they just live for fucking ever. I mean. That were just tough as nails, dude. And then the baby yeah. boomers came in and ruined it all. Oh, they ruined everything. But yeah, Clint Eastwood, I mean, 94 still, I mean, that's what's most amazing is that he's still up and at him, directing, and, like, he's still active. You know what I mean? His brain's active. His, like, that's just, that, that's other-level inspiration, man. P-U-S-S-Y. P-U-S-S-Y. That's, uh, for people who don't know, that that's a reference to fucking Jay Moore's, Jay Moore. Jay Moore's podcast. Where he did he did a movie with Clint Eastwood, right? Right, Hereafter, great movie with uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, he was uh, Matt Damon's brother. Yeah, I, I, I've never seen it. Yeah, it's, I mean, I hate telling his story, but the story he tells is... Uh, he was doing a Clint Eastwood movie, Jay Moore, a comedian, um, actor. Everyone probably knows him from Jerry Maguire, right? That's probably his biggest Definitely. Thing. Speaking of Tom Cruise, who is straight, by the way. Oh, this straight, he's, oh my God. He, he, he makes me look gay. He, he makes everybody look gay. He's the only straight man alive. But uh, yeah, Jay Moore is telling his story. So he was doing a Clint Eastwood movie. He was all excited. And then one day, uh, Clint must have liked him because he called them over. And he was like, uh, they were rapping for the day. And, you know, he said, uh, Jay, what are you doing tonight? And Jay was like, uh, you know, I'm not doing anything. And he's like, do you want to drink German beers with me? And uh, Jay Moore's recovery alcoholic. So he's like, no, I'm actually in recovery. I can't do that, which... Fuck that. I mean, I'd fall off the wagon for fucking Clint, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood drinking, I mean, drinking German beers with him? Yeah, come on, man. That's, a, that's a, too A much. fine pilsner? Yeah, you gotta just you gotta just bite the bullet on that one and go back into recovery tomorrow. But uh, anyway, Clint Eastwood uh, said to him, he was like, uh, oh, okay. And then he goes, uh, is your mic on? And Jay Moore's like, no. And then he's like, uh, good. You know, it's never the beer for me. It was the P-U-S-S-Y. And you know what? It makes perfect sense. I think Clint's been married like five times. He's had like multiple kids out of wedlock. And maybe that's why he's lived to be in his 90s. Like he never became an alcoholic. He never became a coke addict. Like he never fucked with anything except pussy. But I mean, look, I mean, you know, if I was fucking tall drink of water like Clint Eastwood, I'd be doing the same fucking thing. I would have had myself 30 kids. Jesus Christ. There's hope for me it? yet, bud. Whew. Me and Clint Eastwood. Hey, man. Clint, uh, Clint's a man who lived. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, he had a lot of uh, stages to his career, like Leo DiCaprio's character in fucking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was based partly on Clint, for sure. That's true, right? Because Clint did... Uh... Uh, rawhide right rawhide. yeah well yeah. he was he started out as like a tv western star his star right, kind rawhide of for like he did it for like 10 years something he, crazy yeah and uh, back then it was a lot harder to make the jump over to movies but 
Um, well, that's why he went to Italy. Yeah, to make, like made, Leo did uh, in the movie. Yeah, he made the the Dollar Trilogy with Sergio Leone. Mm-hmm. But I think he only did it if I if I'm recalling from what I've seen and, and what I've read, it was just like a lot of money for a quick shoot, and he couldn't get lead roles in America because they're like you're a TV guy, like we'll throw you in the background or whatever. But Sergio Leone was like, no, I'm going to build this whole thing around you. And then I guess it was years later he was still doing Rawhide, and those movies came out, and boom, he was a movie star. I don't think he did those till he was like in his, I mean, he was probably early 30s, but yeah. he was pretty up there because when he became a movie star he was you know he was a man he wasn't a fucking little boy no it's it's crazy dude the dollars trilogy still holds up oh hell yeah absolutely the soundtracks are fantastic dude one of the one of the Uh, some of the greatest film scores to ever exist well uh who is it ennio morricone right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. who's done I think he did a little bit of Tarantino. He did the thing. I think he did a little bit of the thing. Yeah, he's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I saw recently, um, I rewatched the thing, but I saw they were playing it at the Bell Court. I was like, damn, if I would have known that, I just would have waited to rewatch it and gone to rewatch yeah, it there. That's a great, that'd be a great one to see on the big screen. Yeah, the thing is, uh, that's become one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's classic, dude. I mean, Kurt Russell, that mane of hair. That big old cowboy hat he has. Are you caught up on uh, on Monarch? No, no. I'm still a couple episodes behind. I don't care. I mean, listen, I love me Kurt Russell. I love me Wyatt Russell. I just, I don't know, man. These these big franchises and world building, I'm just not, I, I can't do it. I don't know. Yeah, I well, is there? I know. Um, speaking of big franchises, one thing that's supposed to come out this year is the uh, the Penguin show on HBO. Penguin, oh, the uh, Batman thing, with yeah, Colin with Colin Farrell, yeah, yeah, that'll be good. I mean, yeah, but that'll be good because you know, you get to watch Colin Farrell be a crazy motherfucker. He, he was the best episodes. part of that, uh, of that movie, in my opinion. Oh yeah, I mean he was the only part I really liked. I mean I didn't hate that movie, but it was it was just kind of whatever to me. Yeah, yeah, I think Robert Pattinson he he was actually a good Batman. He kind of played Batman like a little bit autistically and weird, like a virgin, you know. Yeah, it's just, and I get it. I mean he did it. It's just we've seen shades of the same thing he's doing with Michael Keaton, with Christian Bale. He basically just took, like, the best parts from those two roles and then went, like, full emo with it. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm also like, listen, if you're going to go full emo and you're going to do, like, a 7 homage, don't give me a fucking PG-13 Batman and then put the in front of it. Like, it makes you classy. Fuck you. Oh, what? You made a fucking – you made the realest Batman yet, but you didn't get an R rating. Gotcha. Fuck you. The the Batflex solo film? I feel like it would have been a hard R, dude. It would have been. I mean, Zack Snyder's cut of Batman v Superman was R-rated, and his uh, Justice League was R-rated. I bet that Batflex solo film would have 100% been R-rated. I always see online people still feel like they got robbed from never seeing a solo Ben Affleck Batman. It's crazy. I don't don't know. I mean, 
you know, I, I don't run fucking studios. I'm not smart enough, but it's crazy to me because the whole DCU or DCEU, whatever the fuck it's called is dying. And it kind of feels like the only thing people still talk about from it is Batfleck. Like that flash movie came out, which was like, I still think I should fucking sue them just for my fucking $20 back. But the only thing people talked about from that movie that was positive was Batfleck. They were like, holy shit, there's like this, because he's only in the movie for like five minutes. So they're basically like, oh, there's this cool short film in the middle of The Flash. I wish we got it, man. But, you know, what are you going to do? Another East Coast boy gets screwed by Hollywood. The powers that be keep another East Coast boy down. Big fucking surprise. You know who wouldn't have let that happen, dude? Who? Ari Gold. Oh, hell no. Ari Gold. He would have fought for his client, dude. Listen, uh, Hollywood would have burnt to the ground if there hadn't been a Batfleck solo movie. He would have called up Dana Gordon and threatened to uh, to release pictures pictures of them in, in Cabo back yeah. in 96. <laughs> Can you imagine how Ari Gold would have sold that? How mad he would have been that his client, Ben Affleck, spent years playing Batman. He doesn't get his own solo film? Oh, man. He would have lost it. He, he would have said, in what world is this justice? but there would have been a guy like billy bob thornton just like in the movie who would have stopped him and he's like i know this is a big deal to you you, i know you watched the show did you watch the uh, i watched the movie yeah where he stops him he's like this is just another fucking tuesday for me oh that's a fantastic speech though you know what i mean he said because you're like yeah he's and that's what i love about entourage is like you know whatever rep it has and however people sort of paint the show where they're like oh it's just hollywood bullshit this is a pro entourage podcast dude well there's always entourage was always to me it always had a level of realism it always had something that brought it crashing back to earth and like in the movie that's one of those moments where it comes crashing back to earth is that like Ari, this guy that you you view as like this fucking, you know, this uh, this avenging angel for his clients. It's like all of a sudden he gets hit with a reality where this guy's like, yeah, you are fucking nothing to me. And there's nothing he can say back in that moment. No. Because yeah. he's right. Because isn't Billy Bob, he's like a Texas oil man or something. Yeah, well, oh. they had, um, they made dog toys. They were, they were, they were pig ear chew toys. That's oh, what he made. That it, what it was? That, oh, that's shit. what he made his fortune off of. But yeah. Oh, no, I forgot. The, okay. mo- the movie was great. I mean, the entire show was great. I fucking love Entourage, dude. And then Johnny Drama, dude. Yeah, Johnny Drama is uh, other. He's an inspiration. He's an inspiration. Talk about never give up on your dreams. No, never would he ever give up on his dreams, dude. Actually, you know how he would describe it? He wouldn't describe it like that. He would say, never give up on yourself. Yeah, 100%. That would be Johnny Drama. <laughs> I've been working consistently for the past 12 years, minus, minus the past, three. the last three, yeah. <laughs> Dude, what a great fucking line. I, I feel like every time I'm up for some kind of something, uh, yeah. I, I feel like I, you have to come at it with that level of confidence. <laughs> yeah. Job interview, whatever it is, you have to be like, minus the last three. And just sell it as as <laughs> suavely as you sell the first half. Yeah. Johnny Drama was, uh, I mean, and again, that's that's why, like, Entourage, it never quite fits these sort of narrow descriptions people have of it. Because, like, even the inclusion of a character like Johnny Drama, as good as things went for the main character, Vince, 
which I would argue is kind of part of the show and kind of plays into the fabric of everything else. But as good as things went for him, Johnny Drama struggled. He ate a lot of shit. Even when the eight seasons ended, he was still struggling. He was on a fucking cartoon called Johnny Bananas. (laughs) Yeah, and that ended up getting canceled. Yeah, that was going to revive his career. Yeah, yeah. But they never made him like a lose. Like the show people describe, he would have been a character to laugh at. His being a loser would have been something to laugh at, and it never is. It's like this guy is fucking committed on the. He never quits. Yeah, yeah. He's been for decades. He's my favorite character on the show, and then I would say Ari Gold is second favorite. I love Ari because of his character arc on the show. Because when it starts out, you think he's going to be just like a piece of shit who cheats on his wife and all of that. And it's the exact opposite. He loves his wife and he loves his family. And he works so fucking hard. His whole thing is giving them like this crazy, amazing life. And that's why he does everything that he does. Yeah, he's uh, that's when the show's the best is once you see Ari as like. Yeah, he's a monster, but he's a monster with a family. Yeah, he's a family. And they're man. the reason he's a monster, you know? And I also, like, I would argue, like, his sort of shallowness is almost something to be defended because there's there's a pretty damn good reason behind it. You know what I mean? Like, I think his whole reasoning is, like, he loves his wife, he loves his family. He's like, why the fuck shouldn't I be shallow? Yeah, I want them in the biggest house. Yeah, I want them in the, the best cars. Like, why the fuck shouldn't I do that? What else am I going to do? Play with my kids? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what I loved, too, was no matter what happened for Ari, no matter which shit situation he was in, he always got himself out of it with a little bit it's of hutzpah. Yeah. He doesn't have rich parents. No, no, I think when, when when you don't have rich parents, when you have poor parents, that creates in you. I mean, this is my theory. It creates in you a survival instinct that other people don't have. And that's because you never have a parachute. Yeah. Well, he you know knows I mean? it can all go away. Yes. And he knows if he lets it go away, that's it. It's over, Johnny. Pack it up. Go home. But I love that, too. I mean, you know, uh, listen, it's a great show. Um, The guy who created it, Doug Allen, amazing fucking writer, East Coast guy. I think he's from, oh, he is from New York. You know, he he just hired a bunch of people. And that was the whole thing that works about the show is it, it wasn't a bunch of people from L.A. writing about L.A. It was a bunch of people who were displaced from the East Coast writing about experiencing L.A. And that's why I think it's a different show from what, critics describe but i mean also like i don't know you you can also see like you know they 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 tell like these little kids they're wearing blackface at football games now you know what i mean yeah so when you say like what critics say who the fuck knows what that even means no no i mean they're so isolated in their uh in their own worlds that they think la new york chicago they think those are the norms for the rest of the american people and it's not yeah, well, I mean, that comes down to, uh, you know, it, it, that's a million reasons. I, I mean, that's also the, that plays into the sort of divisiveness of today. I mean, you know, shit that's, uh, you know, written about everything 
pop culture, politics. I mean, most of it is written from a couple different hubs, New York, Chicago, L.A. And granted, there's huge populations in those areas, but I think we've reached a point, I mean, those areas are living on different planets than the rest of the country and vice versa. The rest of the country is living on different planets than those people. But those people who write this shit, you know, they think they represent the thinking. They went to college, dude. Well, yeah, that too, yeah. I don't even know what they they were told they were great when they were children. Unless you're like a doctor or something, I don't even know what college means for anyone anymore. You know what I mean? Unless you tell me you're doing something that required like a lot of schooling and it like there's no way you can do it without schooling. I think in today's day and age, I mean, if you tell me you have a fucking master's degree in English, like I'm not impressed in the in the in the least yeah i mean there's there's a i it, it was just never gonna be for me like i i think a lot about the path that i've i've taken and i don't know if it's the right one or the wrong one but god damn it's a path i chose um and that's i think there's something to be said for that well, at least you made the decision yeah, I mean, uh, maybe it's just an illusion of choice, but... Um... Well, I mean, sure, listen, I mean, I can sit here and fucking, uh, you know, wish I was a plumber until I'm ready to fucking blow my head off, you know what I mean? But, I mean, fuck, let it go. I mean, fuck, I fucked up, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no shit, yeah, plumbers make should've a lot of money, Those guys are fucking superheroes, man. I mean, uh, indoor plumbing, I mean, the, the best invention man's ever had first off and if your plumbing ain't working and you, you gotta call a guy to fix it that guy's a superhero That's yeah I well i feel like when we were growing up kind of the boomer mentality was only losers do that job and now well, that's true but i don't want to blame no you no i'm because that. that's not my case at all i i, I feel like I the the other shoe the shoe is on the other foot now where boomers are saying Young people aren't going into trades anymore. You know what I mean? But Yeah, 100%. 100%. But, I mean, there were people warning about that even when – I mean, shit, you see that guy um, – is it Mike Rowe? Yeah, from Dirty, Dirty Jobs. Jobs. Yeah, he's great, dude. Yeah, yeah. you know how he's out there all the time, and he, he's got all those scholarship programs and shit. Like, he, he does a lot of good work. But he's always out there talking about, like, there's a deficit in um, trade jobs in America – but what's crazy is he says that shit today. He was saying that same shit when we were in fucking high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, like, I was too dumb. Like, I should have listened to him. <laughs> I should have been like, you know what? I can I can write on the side. <laughs> like, let me go do something like this. But no, I was, you know, I was too, you know, whatever. Drawn to fucking bullshit. But it's crazy, yeah. I mean, he was talking about a deficit back then, and there's still one now. So it's after a while, you kind of go like, well, I, I just don't think – I don't think you're ever going to get Americans to do those jobs because even my – you know, my generation was being told not to do those jobs. So, like, these generations below me, they're not being told to do those jobs, which is a whole other argument for illegal immigration and goes into a whole, a whole other fucking slew of fucking – Rabbit issues. hole. Yeah. Well, we're yeah, fucked right I mean, now, dude, because the border is wide open. Yeah, of course, but that's never going to be fixed, ever. You don't think so? No. 
What do you what do you think you're gonna wake up to a headline two weeks from now? Congress solved the border. I bet it'll be solved on like October 29th or some shit, right before extra, the extra right before the election. Uh, fucking Biden will close the border to win people but, over. But what they'll do is, what they'll do is, something will be passed that's basically some sort of supplemental package. Like nothing significant will be passed. They'll find the lowest common denominator, and it will be some bill that doesn't make a difference about anything. But they're all fucked at the border anyway because fucking Mr. Gray Abbott, I mean, he's, he's doing whatever the fuck he wants. He just made um, – he made crossing the border uh, a state crime. So now, like, local Texas cops can uh, arrest these people and Texas judges can try them because – and he does have a valid point, which is, like, a lot of these people, they get court dates and they're, like, five years out. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. in like, 2029. 20, so, like, what do you expect them to do? You know what I mean? Because they can't become citizens in that time. So they can't – like they can't get a job. They're in the U.S. They have a court date. They have to be in the – it's just like there's no logical sense to it. So I do understand what he's saying. But that state crime, like the White House is going to end up challenging that. It's just a mess. Like nothing's ever, ever going to be solved down there, ever. Because we can't even agree on I – mean, I mean a poll came out today. The majority of Americans think – the border is a crisis or a serious issue but the problem is half the half the lawmakers in congress don't fucking agree with that and then the other half i mean you can make an argument that there's a lot of them like i don't know some of their border policies are what scare people off because they're fucking extreme you know so what are know. your uh your 2024 yeah. predictions for what politics for politics yeah <laughs> Here's my hopeful prediction. I hope it all fucking burns. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's unpredictable now. I, I don't know. My, I mean, look, 100% of the focus is going to end up on the election, especially if it's going to be a Biden and, and Trump rematch. I don't know. I mean, I want the wildest shit to happen. I, 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 hope, uh, I hope Trump and Biden lose, and I hope a Kennedy wins because fuck it. What would make people more mad than a Kennedy beating Biden and Trump? That's what I say. And then you know what he should do after he wins? He should come out with his shirt off to enter Sandman by Metallica. That's America, motherfucker. And he just flexes. There is no other man. There's no other man who'd be elected president and come out to that song and it and it wouldn't look corny. He's the one guy who could pull it off. That to me, whatever. I, I don't deal with policies anymore. That's enough for me. You got my vote, motherfucker. RFK 2024. What do you think is going to happen with China and Taiwan? Well, China's going to invade it at some point. I think it's going to happen this year. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's just—it's like, what does it matter if you predict it happens in, in May or December? It doesn't matter. I mean, I guess the argument would be it would probably happen right before the election. Yeah. Because why not? Because then that fucks us up. That gets us off our toes. And, I mean, they might not even know how it would affect the election, but if they do it just like a month out from the election, they might do it just to shake things up, just to be like, hey, how will this influence the election? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that would probably – actually, they might not do that because that would probably swing it in uh, Trump's favor. Yeah, it would fuck them. <laughs> yeah. I don't think uh, – if people are scared of China, I don't think they're going Biden's way.
Yeah, of course that's going to happen. I mean, China's friends with Iran and China's friends with uh, Russia. And Russia did what they have been trying to do for years. What they, what they historically have always done. Yes, because they've taken parts of Ukraine before. Like, this is not a new thing. And then on top of that, like Hamas with Israel, like, that's not a new issue either. I mean, I guess, I mean, to be fair, none of us thought Hamas had the capability to, like, just hang glide into Israel and kill 1,200 people and take 400 fucking people uh, hostage. That's a real big fucking uh, fuck up on Israel's part. But, hey, whatever. Live and let live. Netanyahu. Jesus. Yeah, dude, it's it's pretty fucking. Well, who wild. knows? I mean, no, you're probably right. I mean, China probably invades Taiwan. It's inevitable because you have to think. I mean, there's a reason Iran's doing what they're doing. There's a reason Russia's doing what they're doing, and there's a reason we're very concerned about China. And they've made certain actions that suggest they're gonna fucking start fucking around. It's because if all that shit's happening at once, and America's like we're teeter tottering, distracted on two fronts. Well, that and on the home front, I mean, we're teetering between two extremes and these issues are not even like like they're not even like a number one debate topic. So, I mean, I don't know what happens. I mean, I guess if we're not careful, I guess it's like any other world war, like it sneaks up on you. You know what I mean? Because like that, that I mean, that's how like World War Two was, was like shit was going down for a while. And it was like, oh, shit, the world is in a not so great place. And then all of a sudden, you know, Pearl Harbor gets attacked and we're like, oh, shit, we're in World War II. You know what I mean? So I hope that doesn't happen. I really hope that uh, whatever happens, I hope that America does not uh, ground invade anywhere, even if I would say, uh, you know, if I were there, it would be a priority for me. I would be like, I would rather take every American out of every one of these countries than invade any of them. Like, I would rather just say, you know what? Fuck you. Figure your shit out. Bring all these people home. Because, uh, I mean, if there's one thing we can't stand, it's another war. Like, if if America invades anywhere, I mean, that's World War Three. That's it. Yeah, especially if we end up back that's in it. the Middle East, dude. Well, the U.N. would have to declare you, uh, World War Three at that point, right? I assume they're, they're who declares it. I mean, that would if America invades anywhere, it's over. Because if China's fighting Taiwan... You have Israel fighting on a bunch of different fronts. You have Ukraine fighting Russia. And then America actually gets involved at that level. It's like, I mean, that's over. Yeah, that's World War Three. Does it escalate to nuclear uh, nuclear war? No, I don't think so. Everyone's too much of a pussy. Yeah, there's just too many nuclear weapons. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, it's like, I don't know, the, the, the question itself is kind of like, what's the point in even answering? Because if you answer yes, it's like, well, <laughs> why are we even talking about it? You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's yeah. go start living life because we're on borrowed time. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, the one time a nuke was used was by the U.S., right? We fucking, yeah, we fucking took out uh, Japan. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it reaches that point. But I, I, I would hope that. Americans are smart enough to know that's why you don't take the extra step with all these conflicts. You know what I mean? So you don't even have to answer that question. Yeah, I just don't know why we ever get involved in other people's shit, dude. Well, you know, I mean, look, the, the, 
there is an argument for Ukraine. There's an argument. Absolutely, we should be supporting Israel. We should be supporting Ukraine. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I get worried because, I mean, listen, we grew up, you know, when Iraq happened. And look how easy Iraq happened. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, they had Iraq weapons of mass like, destruction, dude. I mean, and what's crazy is we were fucking children. And even we were aware of, like, the debate about, I don't think there's any WMDs in Iraq. Yeah. Like that was not a debate that happened later. It was happening before we even went where people were like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. So the fact that that happens so easily. And I mean, you can even go back to after 9-11, you know, when we voted to go into Afghanistan, we didn't vote on a mission statement. We didn't declare war. We were just so wrapped up in it. We're like, let's just get the fuck in there. And then we sort of defined this very vague war on terror so that's what's concerning is it's like it doesn't matter who's in charge, Trump, Biden, whatever. That military industrial complex is – it's a moving machine, and that's why, like, you never live a certain amount of years without a war happening. So that's what worries me is like, yeah, I'm not saying, you know, World War Three happens, but, you know, certain forces in the U.S. could be pushed to, to do something. And, I mean, we're fucked after that, you know what I mean? We're coming out of, I mean, when did we get out of fucking Afghanistan? You know what I Two mean? Two years ago. And technically, we still have people in Afghanistan. And we still have people in Iraq. So it's all bullshit anyway. It's all just fucking bullshit, man. Well, Zach, that's the perfect note to end it on. Where can people find you at? <laughs> uh, at Writing Lehman on Twitter. And uh, at Facebook, uh, Zachary Lehman, Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y. L-E-E-M-A-N, and then I'm also on uh, the messenger. And check out Man of Science, Man of Faith. Absolutely. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, man. Keep on dreaming. See you next week.